pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Elegant, oh, beautiful. Wow. I was ready for like a huge drop. I was yeah. really ready for a drop. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, oh, okay, where's this going? And then it's just that's a it. somber, beautiful, nice. melodic intro to our Hatchet podcast, episode 73, on the 29th of October 2021. Happy spooky season, everybody. It's a happy spooky season to you. Um, it feels like you're starting a police interview with that level of detail. Um, uh, yeah, the, it's 1409 uh, in the afternoon. The defendant sat down at 1409 Friday, <laughs> the 29th of October. does One sound day, like, this will be saying us. that the thing did sound very uh, murder mystery or like, I don't know, yeah. something you yeah, see on a BBC. It's the start of a huge club anthem. That's what it is. It is, is it Midsummer Murders? Yeah. Is, is that one of them? Maybe some that of that, kind of yeah. thing. Jonathan yeah. Creek, perhaps. Oh, that has a very bit, was a little bit of mysticism sound. in Jonathan Creek, wasn't there? They always was. sort of yeah. had that is this magic storyline every so often. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was <laughs> always just like, one? no, it's just a murder. All right, okay. Do you remember the story about the woman that was suspicious because she ate stuff with a rolled tongue? Did you ever, do you remember what? that line? <laughs> no. So, like, one of the things that he brings up at the end, you know, when he does his, like, so Jonathan Creek, for people that don't know, was a TV show with Alan. What's his last name? Huh? Oh, Alan. QI. Partridge. No. The guy from QI. I can't his name. His name's Alan. Shearer. Um, and he plays um, a guy called Jonathan Creek, which is this, this kind of like strange kooky man that lives in a windmill um, and helps to Davies. solve really... Alan Davies. Um, or Davis. Thanks, and Davis. Or Davies. Meh. Anyway, Alan is his name. And yeah. uh, he solves these bizarre unsolvable cases using his, his unique perspective on life, right? And I always remember one where he's like summing up at the end and he's like, and then I realized how she ate. It was how she ate that did it. And like, it was a, a woman who was like t- eating something off a fork and like rolled her tongue around it and pulled it off of the fork by like rolling her tongue. Really weird. That stuck with me since I was about nine. But like, bizarre. Um, you think um, of it? Y- yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's Jonathan Creek. But yeah, maybe that would fit Jonathan Creek. Um, this entire so conversation said, was based off of us thinking about the intro fingal. Yeah. Uh, you too That's could right, have your fingal talked about at length if you just email it in to hatch at hat-films.com. Think of all that value you just got out of that Christian. Indeed. That's Christian yeah. that did uh, the fingal there. And How also, would you say their surname there? Dib Zwart. Zwart. Maybe. No, I like the I like the harsh Zwart. Dib Zwart. Dib Zwart. D-Y-B. And then Z W A R T for those that want to try well, and pronounce it. You've been absolutely doxed here, <clears throat> Christian. Doxed. So, um, Your name has been read yeah, out. Get doxed. Poorly. 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 Now, now, now. I bet you just can't wait to jump straight into some hypotheticals of the day. Oh, that... well, I can, Trot. I can. Okay, well, let's just wait a bit Before we then. hit this hypothetical, I've got a special treat for you both. Um, oh, a, a viewer of treat? ours has posted on our Reddit, r slash hat films, oh. um, a joke. Okay. I, I've, I've skimmed it, and it's going to take me about two minutes to read, which will nice. keep us vaguely on schedule. All right, and hold on. And you guys are gone. Keep, keep rambling, yeah, and I'll give you I'll a count in. One, two. Because then I right, can time okay. it properly. If you're saying two okay, minutes. Okay, so I've got ten, two, It's just two minutes nine, exactly. Eight. Um, seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. Six, so the title of this five, is going to be Three Boys four, Go Into a Haunted House. Three, That's the title. Two, 
Okay, and I'm live. Three boys go into a haunted house by Alex Smith. There you go. It's not. They snuck from their beds in the middle of the night and met in the gloomy darkness in front of the house, shivering in the cold. The first boy said in a loud whisper, You guys bring anything? He slid a gun out of his pocket. The second boy nodded and revealed a knife. The third boy pulled a flashlight. You didn't bring a weapon? The first boy asked. He shrugged and replied, Sorry. And as if to prove it, he turned his pockets out to show nothing but stray lint and a pack of cough drops. What fucking error is this in? They, they crept in. I've got bogeys. Um, the door shut behind them. It was pitch black and stone quiet. They were suddenly starting to regret this dare. Like a fucking handgun for a dare. The flashlight clicked on. The aggressive darkness and inky black yielded with grudging compliance, but always seeming to push back. They moved cautiously onward amid the dust and cobwebs. The floor creaked. Their breath. In, uh, they breathed in tight, quick breaths. You could hear a pin drop. Suddenly, there was a deep moan. Oh, it seemed from below them. The house had been abandoned for years. Who or what could make such a sound? The boys looked at each other but continued on, hearts pounding in their chests. As they proceeded into the kitchen, they encountered a swarm of flies, buzzing and beating their necks and faces. They rushed and stumbled to the door on the other side, not stopping to see what they were truly feasting on. They slammed the door behind them. Maybe a dead body, but no way they were going to go back there and find out. And again came the sound, but louder this time and closer. They proceeded through the dark into the dining room. They found a fully set, ornate dining table covered in cobwebs. Dust-covered regal goblets, pitchers and silverware adorned the table. Spiders crept over ivory plates. Ivory plates. Clearly a house of privilege and set for a grand feast which never happened, or perhaps met a fatal end. They pushed on, but again uh, that unearthly howl. They found the basement staircase, and from below the sound seemed to be emanating. Could they proceed? Would they? Did they dare? Two of the boys looked at each other, faces filled with worry. The third said confidently, we're going down there. Not wanting to seem the weaker, the other two boys steeled themselves and nodded. The stairs creaked and groaned evilly under their feet. The rickety banister shook in angry defiance. Insects and vermin scattered underneath them with every step. They were descending into hell, they knew, but none would turn back. And the only sa- and, and the unholy sound then intensified. Now closer and loud enough to fill not only their heads, but seeming to claw at their very souls. Now at the basement door, the antique crying squeak of the hinges made the boys wince and almost cover their ears. But they had to know, what is making that horrible, terrible sound? In the centre of the basement lay an unholy coffin, a twisted artistic expression of murder, decay and disease. Brutish, incorrect lengths had been forced together, buckling the wood and bulging the steel at points as if death itself was attempting to escape. It was festooned with beast-like emblems and decrypative decryptive artefacts, skulls, antlers, skins, totems and drenched in the colour of blood. It was true, the house really was haunted. Now the boys realised with sheer horror that the insane moaning was definitely coming from the coffin. Before the boys could turn and run, the coffin began to shake. They froze, then it suddenly lifted off the ground. They gaped in terror. Shaking violently and rising, the coffin started to turn. It turned and turned and gained speed. It was spinning in the air before them. A mix of terror and fascination gripped them. Unable to look away, unable to run, it spun faster and faster and faster. (laughs) The first boy with the knife slashed in the air in front of him as if to stab away at the evil. Then he dropped the knife and ran back up the stairs, never to be seen again. The second boy with the gun fired warning shots at the ceiling. Bang, bang, bang! But then thought better of it, dropped the gun and also ran up the stairs, never to be seen again. The third boy stood there calmly, reached into his pocket and popped a cough drop into his mouth. He sucked on it for a bit and the coffin stopped. (laughs) Oh, God! Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Uh, All of that had no fucking purpose being there. The whole lot. It just all got thrown away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was four and a half fucking minutes, minutes, by the way. Yeah, too long. Too long, wasn't it? It's a bit fucking long (laughs) for a cough joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah. It's good then. I zoned out halfway through. I'm not going to lie, Smith. Did you? It was a struggle. Falling asleep? Were you falling asleep? No, I just drifted. Which kind of is is topical, I guess. 
yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, thank you for spooky. the spooky element for this. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's no yeah. problem, guys. No problem. This is Halloween themed now. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the majority of this podcast is taken up by that joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we have time to, for today. Um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. That. Uh, that was. Um, yeah, who was that? 1 a.m. lost. Thanks, user. Cheers. Yeah. Wasting everybody's time, not just ours. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you for that one. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, amazing. Right. So, on to the hypotheticals then. Okay. Jeez. Number one on the list is the following, as chosen by our patrons. Thank you, patron. Please visit. Um, how would you change if you, how you acted if you knew 100% that the world was a simulation? Oh, well, I mean, what's the... Uh, As in, like, would you do some crazy shit, basically? Well, what's the, I would then ask, what's the point of the simulation? Why how, are we how do you prove how it? How can I... How, yeah. I would try and break through the simulation. I would try and You'd do, try and you matrix know, this shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I would try and fuck around with it because I think it's much more... I wouldn't just instantly be like, well, nothing matters, so I'm just going to go out and kill and murder because you're still confined to the simulation. So you need to kind of, like, work out a way to use it. But if the simulation's that good, surely like you st- still don't get away with those crimes. Exactly. It's like, not necessarily about like not caring that you're in a simulation. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. It's it's more interesting to ask why is there a simulation? You know? I guess would you feel a bit freer, or would you feel more trapped in the sense that you've you I could think, I like think nothing really great. matters. You know, then that it's like no, well, whatever you, you do doesn't really impact on anything for real. But then what that is your reality. So. It, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it's I, tearing again, us there's apart. Some, there's some really, it's tearing me apart. I'm just conflicted at every corner. There's some really interesting areas of philosophy that basically deal with this and about like whether it actually they matters. De- it's done with it. Whether they? you're in a simulation or not. Well, not dealt with. Cover it. <laughs> discuss it. It's probably a better word. But the, I mean, there's ton, there's tons of philosophy about this this very problem of like what is real. How do you tell yeah. whether what you're doing? But does it then even matter whether it's real or not if you find value in it? You know, and like, if you, is there are consequences. Is in that reality that you still have to deal with yeah yeah but then are the consequences i think a world without consequences would become quite boring it'd be like um of course, yeah. like cheat mode you know god mode becomes dull after a bit it's fun for a bit but eventually it ruins the game so if you were to create a simulation i think that yeah. it makes sense that we wouldn't remember that we're in a simulation because that would give us an authentic experience like say this was an entertainment product or say this was a form of holiday or something you know perhaps we do they say hey you live in this super advanced life in this ultra futuristic utopia world don't you fancy living a kind of like old styley life and they're like you could you too could be alex smith you go back and are born into the body of a long-necked slightly ginger man <laughs> born in somerset and you will have your consciousness transplanted into them you won't remember that process and you'll get the joy of a life discovered once again you know like that it kind of might be interesting for an ultra advanced species so maybe that is the case but potentially probably not though i'd say it's more likely we're just sort of quite advanced monkeys that die like everything else yeah but i mean it's always not asking if we think it's a simulation it's just asking if we would change if if we change how we would act um if we knew it but then like when you think about like something like the matrix where you see the other side Mm. would you want to go to the other side (laughs) yeah like it's like oh do i want to go behind the scenes where it's actually like they've created this because they're trying to avoid well, uh, the reality absolutely. is all and, like an inception where they want to dream because reality is shit. That's exactly, that ties in just perfectly to this whole meta Facebook thing, right? So I don't know if you've okay. seen any of the stuff that Zuckerberg's yeah. been talking about with what, he, he did like a weird yeah. sort of CGI presentation where he's in a virtual world that looks kind of shitty. Um, and they're like going, this is so cool. And then you've got like some fucking person that joins in on VoIP and their avatars in a space station. So they're like floating around and being like, ha ha, this is so good. When in reality, they'll never be able to simulate the sensation of anti-gravity with a fucking VR headset. Um, you know, like, like, but what, what a lot of people are saying is like, why is this asshole focusing on developing a virtual world when they could be saving the real one? And I think we've really like in the last few years moved on now culturally from this idea of these incredible virtual worlds that everyone's excited to play mm. to like the reality of virtual reality. That's right. I like this. The reality of what virtual reality currently looks like 
is good and fun, but by no means a replacement for a life or the amazing world outside, right? And mm. then that's been compounded by the fact that everyone's had to stay inside. So even more that appreciation for the outside. I think we've gone from being excited about virtual worlds because we know they're never going to live up to real life at the moment. Um, yeah. So why on earth would anyone be excited about the fucking metaverse that robo zuckerberg yeah. is inventing i feel like also very few people have actually been able to experience high quality vr yeah in its current state so and like, those who have don't really yeah i mean it's well, that's what i'm saying it's just it's, it's a fun experience but like yeah. you it's not something you want to stay in for like a long period of time yeah. it's, not it's fun for an experience it's fun fun for a couple yeah, of games yeah. but Obviously, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they'll advance to a point where it's it's really, you know, groundbreaking. But yeah, yeah, nothing would compare to actually wanting to experience um, clean air and countryside and yeah, real things. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. I, I can't imagine you could even dream of replacing that properly. I, I think I think one day it will be possible. I don't think it's Maybe. anywhere near that right now. We're still just looking at screens with lenses in that make things appear right. We're nowhere mm-hmm. near the level of like true virtual reality. It's like it, neuro connections, yeah, right? It is. I think that's yeah, where the, yeah. it's going to lie, mm-hmm. the Neuralink kind of direction where your body yeah, is going to completely going anywhere, it. but your mind exactly. is fooled by mm-hmm. that fact, essentially. Um, yeah. I, I think it could happen in our lifetimes. I think potentially that that could be something that could happen in our lifetimes. I think that it's still a long way away because the whole like, you know, does this mean that if you want that kind of experience, you have to go into surgery to get one of these things put in? Like, you know, how's that ever going to be rolled out on mass where every single person has to have advanced brain surgery? Like, you know, yeah. they're going to have to think the vaccine was like heavily anti-vaxxed. <laughs> uh, imagine this, yeah. like with like putting a neurochip in your brain. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, because it's, me- yeah, it's not a medical necessity to... either. So it doesn't help others. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it would be a choice thing. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be groups against this type of thing in the future. Because obviously they, they kicked up a fuss about Google Glass just because of the cameras and privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though so our phones spying. are like a literal... Just, yeah, one just step like, away. I think yeah, everyone like, sees that connection once it's like visual. It's like there's a camera filming stuff. And they don't consider like the... Um, more ephemeral uh data that is gathered you know almost like quietly and stealthily by your phone mm-hmm. rather than like oh my god it saw the stuff it's recording visually like well it's kind of got yeah. all your biometric data and your algorithm algorithms are tailored to your tastes and personality and that's mm-hmm. even more um but i think people's actions being filmed are a lot more tangible and I think that's a lot more like oh, visceral for the average person. They're like, well, I don't want to be that's seen. That's what I mean. To, it's it's a, in a private it's place. To digest. All my conversations to be recorded. But then, yeah, like you say, you know, all of that could be if our, our phones record our voices to hear, you know, oh, Siri yeah. and Alexa and all this other stuff. But anyway, what if you figured out right? You yeah. say there's three glands in we your know. face that if you hold them. <laughs> and then push your nose, you get a brief glimpse of the world outside the simulation for like okay. a split second. And you could do that once a day. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you just saw like yourself in like the Matrix vat. <laughs> you're in the vat so you, you've woken up, you're just in a jelly pool of jelly. You could wake for like a, a second and then you yeah. boom, you're straight back in the simulation. But you figured out by like you had a little factory reset by yeah. pushing the nose. <laughs> this is literally how this? like meth heads think. <laughs> this is this is this is like you know, you get these like, people on meth tend to like really just think like crazy shit, right? It is like one of these drugs that makes your mind go t- to the point of like all oh, the royals are lizards and things like that, right? It-, it makes them think they find links in places they don't. And like something like this where it's just like, I've worked out how to see it inside the simulation, man. All you gotta do is bang your head on the, the-, the door five times and then push your nose in and then hold your breath for four and a half minutes and you will get outside the zone. And they're yeah. still- You just gotta do a little bit of this H, bro. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see the other side. The idea of a simulation uh, yeah. is a strange concept. Um, yeah. Because it suggests a higher power, right? Not necessarily... Well, yeah, something, something other, other A controlling force, it could, yeah. it could well be us causing it to ourselves, like you say. Like yeah, like we've entertain. chosen to come in here, but we forget that we've already gone in. Or we could be lab rats for a greater thing. Who knows? 
-hmm. But yeah, it's just a strange concept that is hard to disprove, much like God is hard to disprove unanimously. We don't really know 100% that there is nothingness. (laughs) Um, Would you choose... The only reason I think that a simulation could be real any more than I can think a God could be real is because I can understand in part how and why a simulation would be something you people would be interested it. in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you feel On like you can understand level. the steps there. For me, like it makes sense that people would want to experience this life as a sort of game or as a uh, experience or something, you know, like if you could replicate it and we can replicate things, we can simulate things. So that makes sense for me to think that there's some sort of specific God with a specific like, mandate and a specific like codified text is just a bit like what what? yeah i think that's (laughs) a lot of it's if it is true it's probably distorted by the fact that humans have imposed those codes (laughs) on other humans because it benefits them Um, do you think you would go into a simulation if you knew that you could feel like pain at the most extreme level what no why why would i choose a simulation like talking about talking about this for you know simulation knowing that there's no consequence if you you know you cut yourself you're gonna feel the pain mm-hmm. like and that's uh, that's a very visceral feeling like unless that's something that obviously that's part of the human experience but um is that something you'd want to simulate you know when we did that azana band thing that was all about you know you feel everything or oh, even pain it's just like um would you not choose to flick that one on the off mode well mr hornby we've noticed here that you have um you've done your character selection that's really good um you've chosen a man in swindon uh you've gone for the lowest tier package because you are skinned so you've gone for a lot of major attributes like creative that's lovely but we're gonna have to give you eczema like strong strong eczema and uh also uh yeah you're gonna uh, yeah oversized too oversized really large heavy it's just gonna have to balance it out i feel like that would be if the simulation is there there's a business involved and you have the option of like upgrading and being on the plus package and being a billionaire like elon musk or you can just live out a mundane life and jack it 24 7 in your dorm room it's the the low not amount to anything first of all before you get to play that game though mr hornby you need to watch this ad Oh, brilliant. Okay. Wow. Ads everywhere. That was it. Just, you can you just ad? install ads all over the world that I uh, live in? Just yeah, that, yeah. There'll be ads everywhere. I, I mean, I, it, if we really extrapolate this, there's there's two problems with it. A, you're right. In order for this to make any sense, I think that the, the civilization that would create the simulation would be so advanced that that like money would potentially not be a thing right because the civilization is sufficiently advanced yeah exactly would be able to replicate matter would be able to create things they need or want without consequence or cost right Mm -hmm. and so therefore it kind of eliminates the need um for that sort of element to it but second of all if you are at that level of advancement and you're sort of that level of species that you're probably you know interstellar you can you can see all that the world type three civilization on the kardashev scale Right, exactly. That's good. That's uh, uh, like you know, I would you it. really be that interested in simulating like a human's life on one planet that doesn't have potentially a particularly interesting life? I mean, if all of us are you know real people in simulations together, which I think could, you know could be possible, um, or if you believe the other element uh, where you are the only real one within your simulation and everything else is created for you, then that one could mean that only one person in this civilization decided to do it. So that's you. you your consciousness, the one that you're currently experiencing, is that one that's like, oh, I found this quaint little planet in the middle of like the Milky Way galaxy. Um, I'm going to live a life as them a minute, you know? And they do like literally that game from um, Rick and Morty, you know, the life of that oh, guy. Yeah. Same thing. What if? But I don't... I, yeah. The, the real you. Maybe, maybe the life is so so bad where the or, like, origin is that this is... Paradise, a better alternative any form yeah it's uh, like well, i prefer to play random mode you're essentially an npc for some for like the billionaires that have paid for the better package you're mm. just like a guy walking in the street for them but you're yeah, filler yeah i mean yeah, yeah. for real but they're yeah, just and, uh, manufactured consciousness yeah 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 i mean god wow what it's a better life than what you had that would be <laughs> jesus christ that's that's like a but that's literally like when he makes uh the uh, in brick and mortar again where he uh, turns a little machine that serves butter Mm-hmm. Give that what is my purpose? Give that. 
and in and a way it's the subtext of westworld as well yeah um, of course of, of like these people realizing who they are what they are i mean it's awesome it's an amazing thing mm. to think about it's what is a lot purpose? of thought uh, you just serve butter oh yeah yeah oh. welcome to the welcome to the club pal oh my god he says <laughs> oh <laughs> it's a really god. good scene yeah welcome to the club pal <laughs> what if all right other thought we're actually yeah. a super advanced organism each mm-hmm. of us and right. it's not just enough for you to be what a single person in the simulation you're actually all of them but you yeah. your consciousness is focused on one at a time and then when this one perishes you you switch to another one but you're actually operating all the other ones at the same time but on a lower level so that you can interact with them but your right. perspective is shifted from one how does memory work in that scenario well you can only focus on the one perspective at the time so you are taking it from that one and then when you die you're focus switches to another but you, you know you're a very Psycho. powerful organism that's operating all the other ones as well yeah but then also in a way though aren't you still sort of a slave to that mechanism because you you have no control over when you forget what you've because yeah. i presume when you switch you you just have the memories of whatever like host you're in now um and that would mean that you would always remember being you and it wouldn't feel strange right that's why you never realize it's mm. happening because you're like no i am me i'm this one and then that one dies and you're like no i'm me this is the memories and the life i've had but equally you're kind of only you're just a slave to the fact that you move between bodies you aren't re- truly a consciousness you are like what is the link between two consciousnesses this is a little bit like the teleportation argument like if you don't remember where you were before Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast and this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs. Or at least that's what I would be saying if you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast. Hello, I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favourite podcast app now to listen. Just search Eurogamer Newscast then is that that person is essentially dead because you don't have their memories anymore you have this new set of memories yeah. so well we're you, thinking on imagine like a we're on 2d plane right and our consciousness is limited to that and we can't see beyond into mm-hmm. 3d uh but mm-hmm. there is we're, we're like this massive organism that is existing in 3d and links all those consciousness together just because the mm-hmm. ones on the 2d plane can't like share their memories with the other one it's still connected mm-hmm. in a in a higher plane. You see what I mean? Perhaps, you were just seeing a slice I, I just of think life. That, like Occam's is it Occam's razor. Like the simplest answer is often the correct one. Um, uh, was, yeah. Explanations that posit fewer entities or fewer kinds of entities are to be preferred to exp- explanations that posit more. So essentially, yeah, the simplest answer is often the most correct. I just feel like that might be the case but i i mean I, I truly believe we just die and stop i think that's sad i'd love to think that there was more but i, just I, don't I think, think there's, there's a... any argument otherwise why would we have any different an experience to death than I guess all of the other a, animals a full explanation of consciousness and how consciousness came about it's hard to imagine what, mm. what yeah, could it be is. so it's just like does your consciousness consciousness just disappear, uh, or is it like a just a floating orb in the atmosphere? Who fucking knows? But um, well, if we take like science as like energy is never killed, right? It's only transferred. Yeah. You could essentially say nothing really truly dies, and that mm. all things are one and the same thing, and that even though yeah. this version of this molecular atom structure that forms Alex Smith may die in its state it's just essentially transferring somewhere else so really no i i totally i can buy into that yeah of course it's so, it's just lucky that at this point in time in the universe they those 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 atoms and that energy is combined to create a thinking process that represents me for a little while and yeah and, and um, think how tiny like we mentioned mm-hmm. in another hat chat the humanity's existence is on the universal yeah. scale like we're literally a blip and then alex smith is like a a nano nano blip of existence mm-hmm. the chances are of 
another thing surfacing into consciousness in a different part of the universe that's made up of the same molecules and atoms and energy um, is quite likely, especially if we're thinking about the inf infinite universe, um, it was to say that consciousness yeah. would reform in the exact same way as an Alex mm -hmm. Smith. Uh, you're not aware of it, which is a shame. <laughs> but yeah, the I idea still think of it's, you... it's important. Even when you think about these things, it's important to kind of, I guess, value the fact that you still only have one life, and like as far as you know, you're aware, yeah. Only, as far Make as you're aware, most of this one. So yeah. it's, it's important to value that, right? Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to check it for 24 same hours in but my yeah, dorm. Well, if you value that, then that's that's entirely on you. But <laughs> it's more of a case of. Um, you know, it's just the horrible shit you see every day in the news and stuff. The horrible things people do to other people. It's like mm. that's where you want people to have value most, regardless of what religion they have. We get all as many people as we can up in a dick rocket and then reevaluate everything <laughs> yes. once they see their tiny speck as soon of as a they planet. See it, they need to speak to a billionaire on a personal level and wait until he pops off that champagne cork. Give him a Shatner experience. Give me, give me one. Could, I want one. I want a bottle. Could it, could it trigger, a, do you think it would trigger a, a new era of humanity if we did that and gave everyone that life-changing perspective? Like, do you think well, if that's the first thing like, I'm going to live different yeah. every time? So, so it's like yeah, almost it's a public service be great to give if people was, that yeah. perspective. That would be phenomenal. It'd be to value life. So yeah, expensive. That'd be incredible. <laughs> But if we can yeah. find a cheap way to, like, when you reach adulthood or whatever, which I think everyone needs to go through their teenage and formative years being grounded in humanity and, and the regular, like, education stuff. I think that's important. But, like, once you that hit cool. adulthood, you then, like, okay, let me show you the world you're in and being mm. an adult and its responsibilities from this perspective. Boom. Holy shit. That would be... I feel like, like 21 would be a great age for that kind of thing. You know, when yeah. you're just about, like, becoming an adult-ish. You know, you're not... You're from, you probably don't really feel like... I didn't start feeling like an adult until I was about 30. Um, but, like, yeah. And you can I have short... I think, I think it really depends on, yeah, people's mm. life experience. And it's like 18 as well. Responsibilities. Mm. You have your first pint, right? And that scene is like, a, wow, you're stepping to adulthood. Really, like, that's kind of a shit way of celebrating like the responsibility of being an adult and like being thrown into this world where no mm. one really knows anything like just get a bit yeah. tipsy on it and like why is that just held at such a high pedestal when it can be swapped out for uh, something like an eye-opening and see the fucking planet from this perspective mm. uh, i guess it's a lot cheaper to have a pint than be thrust it into space is, yeah. <laughs> definitely um <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can have your beer like, when you're up there. People, that's the most. That's a very exciting thing, isn't it? When especially for us, like I don't know whether I think it is changing a bit now. But for us, it was all about like, oh, you can drink now, and like for us, that was like the biggest like social thing you could do. It's like, yeah, you could go to the pub. Yeah, but, but like I mean, we all drank before then. I think it's kind of an obvious. Yeah, it's just that yeah, it's that, that tick well. mark of like, oh, you hit that eighteen mark or whatever. Yeah, and then you can also watch eighteen films, and it's like. Thinking yeah. about that now, it's it's almost they are constructs. You know, you consider the rating of a film. Mm -hmm. Our society is formed and deemed like you can't have this until this age. Yeah. It's like an unlock. <laughs> you, you've earned it an is, achievement. Yeah. That's what it is. We so, need more of those. Society's unlocks. We need to. We need yeah. some unlocks. It's like you can't like see space until you're twenty. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I want to see it. I want to go. <laughs> that would there. generate so much hype. It's like. We're going to show you the fucking like how the world works and the solar system but not right now we're going to teach you the mm. basics but you're going to see fucking what the planet looks like <laughs> at age 21 cool, wouldn't it yeah because you probably could get away with like not knowing about planets like the sun is probably quite an important thing to uh, explain but yeah you're, you're right with like perspective because when you learn someone's going to spoil it for really everyone <laughs> yeah yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that would be mind-blowing. <laughs> like, okay, so and at one point, would it have been taken for granted eventually, where it's just like, oh, I don't really care about mm -hmm. going up there. And when you go out there, like, oh, yeah, whatever, I've seen it before. Like, you know, you can't change everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, but you can't. every life is essentially new, right? Sure, you're surrounded yeah. by people that could be jaded by that, but that mm. person, that individual hasn't witnessed it yet. So mm. there's still a chance Well, I guess the... The achievable form of that is just traveling the world as is, yeah. And seeing new yeah. things and seeing uh, new places and interesting places and cultures. Um, that's kind of the equivalent of what you could do now, rather than just seeing space. It's appreciating the things that people 
um, don't have access to normally because of mm-hmm. you know it's expensive. It costs mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And you, it you does, know. yeah. It costs loads. I mean, there's there's more to see on Earth than I think you would have the time in a lifetime, course, really. Yeah. Even with enough bloody money, but you're right. The main problem is usually money, or like you can do it on the back of a bicycle on a shoestring, but living off the back of a fucking bicycle, you know, yeah. like you can do that. I suppose yeah. it's about it's the type of thing pump, that would be really shit to do up. at the time. You'd probably be like really mm-hmm. like arduous, but after mm-hmm. you've done it, the achievement you'd feel would be incredible. Because um, I know why well, you've, you've met him. Um, I know someone who's travelled all over um, the Middle East uh, from Australia on a on a bike on a motorbike through India and stuff and he just yeah he said it was just such an eye-opening thing to go through these countries and yeah it's just but not everyone can do that mm-hmm. um, but yeah I imagine that's the equivalent of what you could achieve now rather than just having to go to space but the space thing is the next step right if only it we knew what really, we're, we're kind of leapfrogging it's, it's really st- sad really because it feels like we're just leapfrogging like we're trying to get to space too early almost you know i, I don't so. feel that we have like uh, the thing about space races and the sea well, it's not really a race where well, it kind of is a race it's um, a billionaire race now this was a commercial like it's not necessarily these these flights may un- allow some civilians to see space which of course would give them a very valuable perspective but ultimately <clears throat> you know the advancements we need come in many forms and other technologies need to be further developed i mean the fact that we're still blasting rockets into space you know not using some form of like emissionless like energy you know source right rather than you know they're still having to burn a shitload of stuff to throw a lot of weight up into the air which is impressive and the, the fuels and the way that the fuels are used is evolving but ultimately we haven't had like you know some form of massive revolution in physics that lets us understand how to use gravity, for example, like you know, yeah. which one day we may have. Do you see recently actually um, there was an experiment to see um, this thing called a um, sterile new uh, sterile. Oh fuck! It's what light passes through us. Uh, light passes through everything. Neutrinos, I think they're called. So neutrinos um, pass through everything. Um, uh, they're like a, a form of particle or something. I'm not sure. Um, but they were, wave. They exist in 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 several different forms. Um, and uh, essentially, it's a little bit like dark matter or antimatter, in that they were looking for something that proved the reason for an existence of other things right so they're like for our current model of physics to work um or at least a lot of what people were thinking the existence of this thing called a sterile neutrino needed to exist so it was a a certain particle that did a certain thing and that helped to um sort of reinforce the standard model of working physics right now like why why we think things work the way they work and this is the math that kind of shows that it should work like this but they failed to find it which means that like a lot of like the working theories and like ideas from really really intelligent people um have proven not to be the reason like that, that, that these things exist so there must be another reason essentially so like it just means that there's now this sort of avenue of thinking for what gives reality realness that they now can explore which is really exciting and and i mean i think things like that are what's going to push humanity forward not commercial flights into space uh, like, and not putting a mask on and pretending that everything's okay in your little virtual reality world that's the other thing <laughs> yeah. it's like what yeah. what yeah. do these guys want from us other than trying to put ants yeah, in front I, of us I, yeah i don't feel like they're trying to better the human race they're trying to sell no, product products they're trying to commercialize yeah. a, a way of life essentially i hate that they've used the word meta as well that's so arrogant i hate that yeah, if you don't yeah, know, Facebook the uh, like, or the company Facebook is rebranding to Meta and their products within it are either being cannibalized into Meta or are becoming part of their Meta, like Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. They're keeping their names. Oculus is removing its branding and has just become becoming Meta, I believe. And it's going to be like the gateway in to Meta. Um, and it's just fucking dystopic shit, really. <laughs> Mm, it's scary topic, yeah. it's ready player one but like yeah boring and commercial think, <laughs> what's important to remember as well is that um like our 
Western or European or, you know, yeah, Western opinion of this may be shared among a lot of us. And a lot of people may be thinking, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, Facebook's crap. Like everybody our age doesn't use it anymore. You know, it's all our parents' age and things like that. But like, I guess the other thing to think is like, even if we all hate it, I think the biggest users of Facebook in the world are, are the Philippines. Oh, really? So like, this isn't necessarily even for us. Like it's presented in English oh, yeah. by an American. But ultimately, even if all of us hate it and none of us use it, we'll either be using one of their other newer platforms like Instagram or we will see it being taken on by, you know, more emerging markets, be it the Philippines, be it places like China, although China isn't, I don't think, particularly Facebook um, heavy. They have their own social media platforms. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. It's like we can be very anti this and never use Facebook again, but it doesn't mean that Facebook is necessarily going away because there are markets we don't know about. Well, this is their shift away from they Facebook. They just buy what they want, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what these companies do. That yeah, if, yeah. if a popular platform rises up and uh, decides to sell to them, they'll just consume it. They'll just be that. But ultimately, giant this... company that just gobbles everything up. Going back to the space thing, it's ultimately like Bezos is a massive sci-fi nerd. Elon Musk is a sci-fi nerd. Yeah. That's ultimately they're just living out their fantasies and just that's why we're getting a leap now in space uh race in quotes and forgetting all the other stuff because it's boring to them to like fix the planet and fix climate change. Yeah. This is just like a big bravado like They've I've always wanted to go games. to space. I'm going to build my own rocket to go there. That's yeah. ultimately the whole thing that's driving this rather than like a societal like shift into like you know oh, yeah. going to the moon and stuff like that. That was a very and the corporate different... element as well because they know they can sell this as a product so Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's not for any spiritual reasoning. They're just like, oh look, we can make this into a product. It'll be fucking fun to do. And yeah, you're right. They're probably bored of, you know, the fact that they have the unlock mode. They've got everything they want. Yeah, like the simulation. The Smith said it was the cheat mode. It'll be boring. And I think they've ultimately cheated this version of their reality. And they're looking hmm. for the next big high, which is literally being as high as they possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And because obviously there's still that full risk of just blowing up in the sky. So there's probably that lofty high as well. We've survived that too. So they've achieved something which, you know, astronauts would have trained their entire lives to do. And their ego must be fucking sky high right now, like in lower Earth orbit um, Mm. after both surviving that and and having like the money to fund all the people to make that happen. It's like, Mm. I made that happen. Me alone. I am the head of it. (laughs) Christ. So let's tank yeah. them quickly um, and yeah. then fund everything else. That'd be nice. Mm. Be nice, yeah. Christ, second this... hypothetical is quite interesting, but it is, yeah. I was <laughs> say it's getting... It fucking long. went, didn't it, that one? Mm. I knew the simulation thing would kick off a big old conversation. Um, all right, very, very quickly then. It's going to be a bit sillier. You find a book. Um, all right, wait, is this the right one? Yeah, I think so. Is that another one? Yeah, yeah, it's the right one. You find a book and you begin to read, only to discover that it's your life. You get to the point where you're at now. Do you turn the page knowing that you'll not be able to change the events that come? So you know what's going to happen next. So I now know that I have, I have no free will. Okay. Well, that's just, already... Yeah. Um, yes. or either that or someone's predict... Yeah, it's, it's either a prediction or it is literally just written in stone. That's it. That's your... But if I can't life. change what's going to happen, I don't have well, yeah. you flick yeah. to the like, like middle without realizing, oh, God, what's this story about? And you've already flipped because I'm horrible. And then you're like, oh, fuck. I'll best start I skim read it. Fuck. Like, Wait, hang on. <laughs> this is my life. And then... Uh, and he yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. And what was if the forgotten. book is like... The, my page is like really far to the back. Yeah. Like the, 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 well, there's hardly any pages left. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, shit. You could literally see how long you've got left in page form. Oh my yeah. God, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. We're all there together reading our own books, and yours is like fucking <laughs> Lord of the Rings, <laughs> epic length. Why is mine so big? Park on the back. Is there a second so book? <laughs> is, there, is there a part two? <laughs> this is God, It's like a journal. <laughs> Why did someone bullet uh, journal this? Would you like to know the future of your life? Um, I don't think so. Otherwise, you, again, it's all—it's like the unlock code of everything. It's like no mystery, no excitement. What's the point? And also, you—you'd you, feel like your decisions mean nothing. So, I'd rather that veil of of choosing my own. Uh, You're path. that guy in the Matrix that's holding the meat up. You know what? Like, yeah. If, uh, if I can't tell the difference. <laughs> If it, it, if it gave you that sense of yeah, that psychology of I'm in control of my own decisions, 
then yeah, I'd rather have that, I think, rather than yeah. this, but this then if thin, it didn't, flimsy book has decided my fate and there's not many pages left. I think it would be interesting. <laughs> You'd have a choice. I, it depends how interesting <laughs> my life would seem it was going to be, right? Because if I was like, you know, I was like, I'm ready for some massive change to my life, being the only person in the world that knows exactly how their life will go would be quite an interesting experience, you know? Like, it would completely change your perspective on life. You would, But the thing is, is, yeah, with this clause of, like, you can't change the future, then it just means you know exactly what you're going to do tomorrow, you know? Like, I know that I wake up at 8.38 and then I um, eat a a bagel and then I do this for five hours, you know, like... Yeah, but this has been explored in media so often and it's just like, Mm -hmm. well, then you just strive to change it and then it's just like, then the pages aren't the same... But you say you, what well, you mean, you were literally just, so you, let's say, Everything you're, well, that you I'm going to pick up my phone right now. This like, is the paradox. You try not to, you're like, I've got to pick up my phone. It's the paradox so you, of this. Are you fighting yourself? Well, it's the paradox of this whole question, because mm. the very discovery of this book is already pre-written. The idea that you have this huge fundamental shift in your way of life is already pre-written. Like, yeah. that's already in place based on this book, but the book was so, already there. Um, sure, but if you read if you read a few pages long and it says you didn't go to the casino and bet all on whatever, and then you know what the result is going to be or whatever, yeah, like surely if you you could change it, no, yeah, no, that's the problem. I think that's the paradox wrestle. of like you, you're in this cycle of like, well, I, I want to change it because I know what the future is. It's written in this book, unless the book changes. I think you'd be paralyzed by choice and do nothing yeah. so you'd you wouldn't end yeah. up gambling anyway unless you, like, that just wouldn't like, oh, be I don't want to i don't want to ruin something maybe. yeah uh, you wouldn't know the numbers because you never got to that point because you wrestle with the idea of like i'm trying to find in, instead you'd be reading uh i'm wrestling with the thoughts and i'm flicking through yeah. the pages trying to find answers to everything but there's nothing there and that yeah. would ultimately go be through the 50 next pages few. just yeah. in a dilemma should yeah. i read the next page I wasn't sure, so I. It's like on. a choose-your-own-adventure, but it's predetermined. <laughs> it's like now you're going to page flick to page 232 to see if like you can find out where you ha- where you go next. Mm. And it turns out on that page, I'm still here. I need to go back to like page 20 uh, yeah. and pick up where you I left off. You find yourself stood yeah. in a room flicking through a book. Yeah, <laughs> For fuck's sake! Yeah. And you just go insane reading that book. You walk into the office to find everyone's reading your book. But that's the thing. If, if the you end. found out that, and you found out that everything you have no free will and everything yeah. is planned, everything's determined for you then you would you probably switch from this feeling of you know you don't know what next day is going to be to just i am not in control of my own body mm. like i am a passenger in my experience i'm just looking out through these holes in my head and like you know is this a will ferrell but a film it is uh, yeah 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 i think so uh, what's it called strange than fiction strange than fiction yeah. though never been done well like all of these no, it's, it's really well, hard there was, a, there was it's always a paradox hard. Yeah. yeah, or either that, or it's like kind of there's a teenage angst about it, where it's just like I'm meeting my dream girl, but she's just a a character I wrote in a book. Like there was another film I can't remember what's called. Um, the thing is, like that, <laughs> all of these ones are like the author is writing as you go, so you don't really yeah. know where it's going to end up. Whereas this the, version of it is like, no, it's all there. You yeah. see the end point, the... and you could flick to it, and then you kind of know. And then I reckon you'd either choose if to it was like an never look. At... I'd feel a bit more comfortable. At least then you don't know where the pages end. <laughs> sure. I, I, you necessarily know what? I, I, you can really put a percentage in the bottom though you can yeah <laughs> really thinking about it if you knew when you were going to die most people i think is a very sane and reasonable reaction to say i don't know when or how i want to die because uh, sort of how i die because mm. like why would i want to know that like what what you know that's would you agree with that sentiment most people would say i don't well, want yeah, to know when and how i Although, die um, yeah. yeah i think it's, it happens quite often that when people know that they haven't got much time left they then they make their the life most to of the it. fullest. Yeah, this is yeah. what I'm about to say. So, right. if instead you took, because I that was my first reaction. I'm like, God, no, I wouldn't want to know when I was going to die. Like that would be horrible. You, you your entire life would be on a ticking like timer. You'd be so mm-hmm. anxious all the time. But then equally, you're right. Like I've seen, like you know, or talk to people who, yeah, know know their time is up or whatever, and they are very, very, very grateful of like every moment they get. And you're like, man, if you could know that and you knew that you had, you know, 30 years left or something like that. Just imagine how, like, much you'd be um, motivated to fill True, that time yeah. With, yeah. with great things. And would you live a very full and great life? Because you do know when you're going to die, you know? Like, would you always have that lion? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. 
everything in moderation. <laughs> but yeah, like right? in, in terms of yeah, like but I guess it's mm. it, it's that sudden like well, there's a few months rather than what you would expect would be several yeah. years. You're like, well, now I've got to squeeze mm. a, a lifetime of of memories and, and moments into a very Every short, decision you condensed make space would but, be yeah. You're right. Counted. You should really value again. It goes back to valuing your life, mm-hmm. yeah, and others' lives as well. Yeah, I think I think it's easy for us to be like ah, put it off because you don't really know. It's fine. Of course, yeah. Because like, the future is like an ephemeral thing that you just kind of close off. You don't even think about it. You yeah. don't want to. But knowing that there's that finite end, every decision you make is always going to be balanced against that. Like, well, am I really going to waste today doing that, knowing that the end is at that point? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that would be a great motivator every time you're, you're ever questioning whether it's worth doing something or not. It's like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> that could be another day lost, considering... Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah it's interesting hmm. maybe it would be a, a, a good thing maybe we've well, almost we'll finished Final Fantasy so that's one <laughs> thing off ah shit god wait that's a big chunk of this book <laughs> oh my god <laughs> my life. several pages in here which is <laughs> doesn't come Fantasy close to wow yeah. doesn't come Three close par. to wow that took way more of my life anyway <laughs> Let's wrap it up there, shall Probably we? Probably all we've got time for, yeah. That, That's that was enough a lot of existential dread thinking. for everybody. Yeah. Um, there you go. Not even any funny news today. Um, just don't have time for it. We know when the end's coming. So yeah, I hope you all enjoyed today. Uh, if you would like to send a finger in, like Christian, please send mm-hmm. it to hatchat.com. I'm scouring the old ones to find ones that we haven't used yet. So it'd be nice to get some new ones in there too to sprinkle in. Thank you very much. And also a big thanks to our Patreon supporters who get the ad-free version on patreon.com slash hatfilms. Uh, so if you're sick of the ads getting injected in, then maybe that's an option for you. You can also check out uh, our Hat Chat podcast on YouTube if you'd like to see our faces for whatever reason. Um, there's that. There's that option for you if you prefer that format. And until then, we'll see you next week for more Hat Chat. Another 40 to 50 minutes. I think we're they're getting longer, aren't they? <laughs> they're getting longer. They're creeping. Uh, we can't help it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for another one. Have a great Indeed. spooky season. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.